This conversation is fire and just take one second and hear from our sponsors. Oh, that's right. It's me. Yay. Do you get so excited when a new podcast comes out because you know, after you listen to it, your whole day is going to be better. And did you know that that comes out twice a week, which is actually quite a lot for a podcast, but it's only twice a week. What if you could have me in your pocket every single day of the week, helping you, guiding you, telling you funny stories, and just helping you to ace your life? Well, this is something that I am doing, and it's for very special people in my community. And if you are interested in finding out more information about it, it's going to be a container of ladies who want to work with me one-on-one. And I've put a link below that you can click on just to do a quick little call and see if it's something that would work for you. And I would love to talk to you about it. So go check it out. And if you are interested in having me in your pocket all day long, let me know. Happy Halloween, you crazy witches and ghouls and whoever else listens. I don't know. How's it going? Do y'all love this holiday as much as me? And can you sense my sarcasm? I actually can't stand Halloween. I love fall and I love the weather and I love everything fall. I love the pumpkin spice. I love the temperature changing. I love the leaves changing and all the beautiful colors everywhere. But Halloween, I gotta tell y'all, first of all, it's like, it's either I remember just the anxiety of having three little kids who I had to find costumes for and then figuring out where we were going to trek or treat and then figuring out oh, just the meltdowns. I remember having Halloweens where just one of them would be bawling, crying, and we didn't even make it halfway down the block. And then, oh, I just don't miss having little kids in Halloween. And maybe that is because I wasn't meditating. I don't know. I had severe anxiety and keeping up with the Joneses and who had the, oh, and she costume, they homemade their costumes and they made these fabulous, you know, she was up all night sewing, my friend, making the perfect whatever. And I usually bought something at Walmart or Target. One time, this is a really funny story. One time, Emma wanted to be Oh, Scott's going to kill me for telling this story. But Emma wanted to be, not strawberry shortcake, lemon meringue. Oh, yes, lemon meringue. Uh, Remember strawberry shortcake and all her friends? Lemon meringue. I think there was like raspberry tart or I I can't remember. But anyway, oh, blueberry something. Anyway, strawberry shortcake had a whole posse and they all had names. And that was when I was little. And then they were back when Emma was little. So Emma wouldn't be lemon meringue. Okay, so I go on Amazon. I don't even know if it was Amazon. Did we even have Amazon when they were little? I don't remember. I don't think we did. I ordered it online, okay? And I couldn't really, I was in a hurry and I just ordered it quickly. I think she was like in the fifth grade or fourth grade. So she was a little bit, and she was always super tall. So I had to get the bigger sizes. Anyway, I ordered, I guess it was an adult costume because I didn't realize. Anyway, it showed up and I pulled it out of the box. And I was like, 
oh, wow. It's a stripper costume, basically. I mean, it was like a slutty lemon meringue, not a cute little baby girl lemon meringue. <laughs> so I pull it out of the box. I'm like, holy shit. So Scott comes home. I didn't even show it to Emma because I knew she would have loved it and wanted to wear it. So I showed it to Scott and he goes, oh my God. He's like, that is terrible. Oh no, I did show it to Emma. I think I did because he goes, Emma, go to your room, go to sleep. Mommy, go put that costume on. Meet me upstairs. <laughs> oh, that's a funny one. Anyway, I did not do that, by the way. I did not put on the lemon rain costume. I did send it back. I think we just put something together or she went to something else. I don't even remember. Who knows? But anyway, that's a pretty funny Halloween story. However, I do not miss the hustle and bustle of Halloween with little kids. That really stressed me out. And my anxiety was like through the roof every year. So today's Halloween and I have one 14 year old at home and it's a dream. So I guess he'll probably just go ride around with his friends on bikes and terrorize people and it's a Monday night which is even better or how about the Halloween costumes where everyone just dresses like a big old slut like in college like it's just a perfect opportunity for women to dress like whores like oh I'm a bat and all you have on is like a bathing suit and wings or oh I'm a witch but you're a slutty witch because you have on like you have a broom and a hat and then like a black tank top and booty shorts. I mean, why? Why why is Halloween a perfect opportunity for women to dress like whores? I don't know. I don't know how I got off on that tangent, but happy Halloween everybody. <laughs> Hope you're having a great one. <laughs> I'm going to have an awesome one cuz I don't have to do anything. It's going to be spectacular. Um okay, so I have a really great treat for you today. Today I am putting you out into the world with Miss Zoe Lewis. I don't even know what I just said, but basically this conversation is awesome. Zoe, we have the most fascinating story. I'm not going to spoil it, but basically she and I met on such a universe thing. Like she called me and then we ended up, then she had a leak in her house. So we ended up helping her fix up her kitchen, which we just finished. And in the meantime, she's also a beach body coach and she's amazing. So it's going to be such a great conversation. She is such a light and such a great motivator. And, oh, I just love her to death. She has two little kids and one of them is named Max. Go figure. So sorry about the dogs barking. Obviously, this is, you know, very, very high tech podcast that I run here. And there they go. See, it's Halloween. <laughs> Anyway, without further ado, here is the fabulous Zoe Lewis. Enjoy. Hi, Zoe. Hi. I am so excited that we're getting to have this conversation. No. Um, we have such a fun story of how we met and all of our synchronicities are insane right now. So I can't wait to just share it with everybody, but we met because you called me out of the blue and said you liked my podcast and that yeah. you wanted to do a live and interview me about just all the stuff we're talking about on the podcast, which I was so flattered. I think you were the first person who did that. <laughs> which made me feel so good. 
And then we had a great live. And then you told me all about what you were working on. And then of course I signed up for everything because I just think you're just magnetic and wonderful and such an inspiration. So I can't wait to tell everybody all about that. Um, But the first thing I want to ask, which is what I ask everyone, is what is your favorite thing that you can't live without right now? And it can be anything. It can be food. It can be lipstick. It can be clothing. It can be a trip. It can be anything. But something you just, it's really helping you out right now. I would honestly say, and this is so cheese ball, and this is like something that Amy and I have really bonded over, but honestly, with all the insanity of this year that has just like continued, it's my daily meditation and like journaling and gratitudes because I like, I have to do, I mean, I have to do that if I'm going to be sane through all this. Yeah. And isn't it amazing? Like you don't realize how much it helps your life once you start doing that and put it into place. But now if I wake up and don't have time to meditate right away, I can feel it throughout the whole morning. Sometimes I'll have to take somebody really early in the morning and I won't do it right away because I wake up too late or whatever. Even an hour later, I'm like, oof, I feel it. No, me too. Feel it. If I like, if I just like sleep in one day, which is, I mean, fine, because I wake up crazy early, but like if I don't wake up early enough to meditate, Even if it's like for five or 10 minutes, I totally feel it in my energy. And I even like just have to excuse myself and like I'll lock myself in our closet so I can just like meditate in there, get away from the boys and Dave, take a few minutes. And then I come back out. Dave has even said, Dave is like, you spend so much time in the bathroom. And I was like, sometimes I have to go in there and do little meditations about actually going to the bathroom. But like... Sometimes I just need to go in there and like do my meditation if I've lost it or do like a quick release meditation, you know, something like that. And it's like you just, even if it's just a few minutes, like you literally feel so much better. It's like, it's life-changing and I don't know why more people don't do it. (laughs) No, because I just put something on um, Instagram today. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's this guy, Yogi Brian, and he is hysterical. No, I'll have to go look. It is so funny. And he's just, he looks like this big woolly bear with this big beard and he sits down on his pillow and he goes, okay, I know what you're all saying. I don't have time to fucking meditate. I don't know how to fucking meditate. Every other word's an F-bomb. And he goes, okay, we're going to fucking meditate. All right, sit on your fucking pillow. All right, close your fucking eyes. Okay, now calm your fucking tits. Calm your fucking breath. Like every other word's an F-bomb. By the way, my podcast is explicit. Sorry, all you moms who just got inundated with f-bombs but it there's something tony robbins uses cuss words like crazy too and there's something about jarring you into listening and then laughing yeah and then really getting into the zone so i think he's my new favorite like i think i'm gonna listen to him every day just to laugh and like meditate but okay i'm gonna have your favorite yeah i'm gonna i'll send you the link i'll also post it here because in the show notes because it's hysterical. But what is your favorite meditation that you listen to? What what's your go-to? I honestly, I mean, in our um I did an app for a while and I cannot remember the name of it, but honestly, I've been doing the meditations that we have like on bod cuz there's I mean, there's like now there's like almost 200 meditations and they vary in length. Like there's literally some that are like 3 to 5 minutes. And then there's some that are upwards of an hour. 
you know, there's some that are, and they're all like guided. I like guided meditations. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I mean, they have some, you know, on gratitude, focus, like alignment, whatever, all by different people. They have some sound meditations, like with the bowl, which I really, really am into right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have some that are specific for morning, specific for the middle of the day. Like if you just need to release something. And then they also have ones that are specific for bedtime. Like you literally do oh, them in bed. To I love those. Sleep. And I've been doing that too, especially if like Dave and I have been downstairs, like in the renovation, like deciding stuff, like literally until bedtime, I have to do something so I can like, just let it go and go to sleep or else I'm not mm-hmm. going to sleep. I totally love that. I love nighttime meditations. Sometimes I do them when I take a bath at night. Cause that's like my mm-hmm. sanctuary that no one, everyone knows my whole life. I've taken a bath every night, but now, especially that I'm into all this jam, everybody knows that the, the candles are lit. The light is out. Do not walk in here for 30 minutes. Yeah, but see, I have older love. kids, so I can get away with that. You are in like the throes of toddler, young babies. Yeah, so yeah. you're having a lot more I know, four excitement. and boys. I know. <laughs> I know. So I have to tell the story about how we met. So you, okay. you said that, you know, you called me, we did our live and it was amazing. And then we talked about all these great things. And then a few weeks later, you had a leak in your house. Yes. And you went online and you were just talking about it in your stories because you are a beach body coach. Mm -hmm. And of course I signed up for all your stuff because you're amazing and motivational. And I mean, I've never, I've had a beach body coach before. I've never seen one like you, like you are so high touch. Your stories on Instagram are phenomenal. I love all your personal development angle, but then the spirituality. I mean, you just really you've just got it nailed. I mean, I can't wait to see where this goes. Cause I can just see like, this is just the beginning for you for sure. Yeah. yeah. But the story is that you yeah. said, Hey, I got a leak in my house. Does anybody know of a good contractor? And I'm like, well, I sleep with one every night. I have a great idea. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is like, I, like Amy and I had just connected and I knew her husband was a contractor, but like, I don't know why it just didn't dawn on me to ask. Like yeah, I, well, because you were in the middle of a flood and you yeah, were and because and... Like, you say that all like at the beginning of your podcast, like, you know, if you know, anybody yeah. from North, South, North Texas, da, 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 but like, I just, it didn't even dawn on me. And so Amy's like, do you want Scott to just come take a look? And I was like, yes, please. Because anybody who's done it, like finding a contractor is kind of a small nightmare. And then also another larger nightmare is that I think 95% of contractors are literally awful. And we had had a pretty bad experience before, but we were like going to go with this guy because we had, you know, we had talked to contractors that couldn't even get in here for a quote until like the fall. Yeah. And like when you're living in a house that's already been gutted with a four and a two-year-old boy yeah. is with like death wishes. It's like, that's just not realistic for us. And so. And meanwhile, Scott, this was, was this in May? This was in, well, end of March. End of March. Okay. Happened, you know, just a few weeks after David had been home. And, but then we had to go through, they had to get the mold out, demo the kitchen. Then we had to do the asbestos abatement. We had to finish the insurance, like claim process or whatever. And then contractors started coming over and I just, I love Scott. He got me the quote within like literally three days or something like that. I didn't have to hound him for it. 
and he couldn't get into our house right away. Like it was going to be like six or seven weeks to wait for Scott and his crew to be able to finish. But I told Dave, like, I want to wait, like I want to wait because I know just in my small encounters that I've already had with Scott, I know he's going to get in and he is going to get it done. And I mean, he has like he, we, and also we had so much extra stuff come up, which is just going to happen when you open the walls and ceilings of a, you know, 60 year old house. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, never once did it phase him or his crew. And like Scott even said, okay, well, while we're in here, what extra stuff would you like us to do to the house that we haven't talked about? We were like, well, let's reface the fireplace. Let's do this and that, that I would, and he like, didn't even care, like didn't even care. He's like, yeah, while we're in here, let's just do it all. And so Dave and I are like adding all this stuff on. And I mean, we're going to be finishing up in a couple of weeks. Like we're at the end of it. And this is um, the end of September. So you started like in May and you were, I remember when we were talking, you were like, I just want to be in for Thanksgiving. I'm like, oh girl, that will not be a problem. Like even with the six or seven week delay and starting, we're going to get you done hopefully in the next two weeks, which yeah, is, because, I mean, Scott, they were, they started like the first week of July. And I mean, we did a lot. Like they, yeah. they did an up. We also were like, let's do the upstairs hall back. And like the old pipe, the old plumbing was all replaced. Like we had foundation work. We had to completely rewire the kitchen. We had to redo the AC system. I mean, all this extra stuff that came up and still he's on time. <laughs> like, oh, I love I mean, it. Yeah. 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 He loves to get in and get it done and not mess around. And I, I mean, I love him, but I'm just so happy to hear that. And also I think it's just an attested like manifestation. Like mm-hmm. you came into my life, we met, and then this happened. And then yeah. I was able to, you know, help you out a little bit with that just to get Scott over there. And now here you're having this beautiful remodel and this kitchen that you yeah. wanted to do anyway. It's yeah. just like, God was like, okay, here you go, sweetie. I'm gonna give you a leak. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny with manifestation because I literally like, I believe in vision boards and I have a big vision board at my desk, like right at the wall, like in front of my desk. So I see it every single morning when I go and sit down and every time I'm at my desk and I have pictures of my dream kitchen on there and they've been on there. And I told myself at the beginning of the year, cause I do a new vision board, like, you know, in December for the next year. Uh-huh. And I was like, we knew we weren't going to do the kitchen this year just because all the stuff that was going on with Dave. But I still was like, all right, the kitchen is happening this year. I do not know how, but we are going to have a new kitchen. And I would like just vision envision like having Christmas, what the kitchen was going to look like. And I was like, and I would even tell the universe. I mean, I'm like really like Amy into this universal stuff because it, <laughs> it is true. Like it works. It, but like, I literally told the universe, I said, um, this is so funny because Gabby Bernstein says this is that, you know, when you visualize and you tell the universe, you're ready to receive what you're visualizing. You also tell the universe that you are open to all possibilities and opportunities mm-hmm. and it might not come how you expect. And ours came with a kitchen leak, mold, asbestos, and an insurance claim. But I just, I literally laughed the night that we found the leak because I knew, I'm like, this is all going to have to come out. This, I mean, yeah. it's everywhere. And so I just laughed and Dave was so upset, but I laughed because I was like, 
oh my gosh, like I totally manifested this. I did not know it would come this way, but now your insurance is helping pay for it. And it's like your dream kitchen and it's happening way ahead of time. That would have never happened had you just been like, okay, I'm I'm ready to remodel. I mean, that, you know, I did the same thing. I leaked, I, I put a pillow in a sink uh-huh. in my laundry room mm-hmm. on the way to a swim meet with all three kids. And I don't know if you know about swim meets, but they're like five hours long. So it I was in there, put the pillow in there, put the water running left. And then we were all at the swim meet and Scott had to come back early. Cause he had a bid. He had to go. Anyway, he goes, he drives up to the house to grab something. And he's like, why is there water rushing out of our garage? Like, Oh my like God. Flooding out. And he calls me at the swimming. He's like, um, sweetie, did you leave the water going in the laundry room? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, I did. And the yeah. entire house top to bottom. This is a year after we moved into this house. This was 12 years ago. But you know what? We wanted to refinish the floors. There you go. Didn't do it on purpose. I promise. <laughs> no, I know. And like this yeah. on pur- and it's just like, I'm so glad also it happened like when it did. And I think too, like when you do envision stuff and you really feel like you're vibing with the universe and stuff like that, like, and you do your gratitudes and affirmations every morning, like, and I don't say this, like we've been perfect. Like I'm human. I'm not a robot. Like, but, and so we've definitely had some tender, I'll say tender moments, like during all this, cause we're living in the house while we're renovating or they've totally redone downstairs and we're living upstairs with like a four and a two year old. So just crazy. You can just imagine and a dog, but I just like, I, but I still am just like have remained in a place of gratitude. Cause it's like, we get our dream kitchen. We're actually having somebody help pay for it. Like we're, this is not straddling the holidays at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're going to have Christmas down there. I'm hosting Thanksgiving. It's going to be done before how, I mean, it's going to be done way before Halloween. Like, and I was like, Amy came into my life for a reason. It just really like, it makes you realize that like, like the universe has your back. Like, yeah. Things- there and is there's something no out there that has a way better plan for us than we do. That's yeah. what I always think. Like anytime I envision something or I want this or I want that, or I write it down in my journal. I mean, I did that two years ago. I said, I want to make, you know, a certain amount of money. And I doubled that. I wrote myself a check for a certain amount of money, put it on my, on my vision board. And by the end of the year, didn't have a clue, didn't have a client, didn't have anything going on, no strategy, but I did, um, I did a podcast just recently about feminine energy. And I think so much of what we're missing in our work is feminine energy. Yeah. And I know that you are all about that, which I yeah. love. So what I would love for you to tell everyone, all my audience, a little bit about your story, because it's just so inspirational what you've been through just in the last two years with your husband and his diagnosis and how you handled that and him going back and forth with cancer treatment. And then you move to a new town and just give us a quick little, you know, cause it's so fascinating. And sure, I'll give, I'll give the briefest cliff notes. I can. Okay. Um, <laughs> cause it's a lot. So, I know, you know, the pandemic was, we are all affected by that pandemic. Um, and so, and, you know, we, you know, we experienced it as well. I found out I was pregnant with my youngest literally the week before the pandemic hit the United States and like, oh my gosh. Shut down. yeah, that's when we found out we were pregnant with Max. 
Yeah, and by the way, I have a Max. Yeah, I know. My it's second so is also a Max. And it's so funny too, because my Max like loves Scott, like loves Scott. And, and like vice versa. Yeah, Max and, and her and her Max just went to college. And so like yeah. Scott kind of has a little bit of the feels like over here with Max. hundred percent. Yes. But um <laughs> so and then literally the next week and then the next week the pandemic hit. And I just I literally thought, oh shit. Yeah. Like I don't want to be pregnant during this. Like this is crazy. And so anyway, pandemic pregnancy, you know, at home living in like a 1500 square foot house with my youngest, who was two Mm. and, you know, Dave is working in the house. We're all in tight living quarters. And this is when too, like the doctors, no, no studies had been done. So nobody Mm. knew how COVID was like going to affect pregnant women and newborns. So they were literally just telling us to quarantine, to be safe. And so I couldn't teach Pilates anymore. I was doing it virtually because even when the studio reopened, the OB and Dave did not want me to go back. Um, I taught stroller strides, like a little stroller fitness class virtually, but like we were home. And then Max was born at the end of September. He turns two on Saturday. Aww. I know. And, um, and then, you know, the pediatrician and the OB were like, you also need a quarantine for like two or three months after he's born. Cause we don't really know how this affects newborns. We were like, okay. And so much fear, like so yeah. much fear. I don't know how you yeah. get it because I thought about that during the pandemic when there were pregnant women, obviously people were getting pregnant, especially in COVID you're around each other all the time. Yeah. So you're going to get pregnant. <laughs> but I mean, it's crazy to me how much fear they pumped into us. And yeah. at the time you didn't have any of this stuff that you're doing now going on. Did you, I mean, you were exercising and doing stuff like I that. Was, I was spiritual teaching, part. Yeah. I did not have any of that spiritual stuff going on and And I'll also like preface this by saying like, um, I'm bipolar and because I was, I couldn't be on my medication when we were trying to get pregnant, pregnant or breastfeeding. And so I was unmedicated. Then we had an unplanned like pandemic NICU stay, which was crazy. Cause like I couldn't, we had to have masks on going into NICU and like, of course they have like TT tiny, like little babies. And Max was in the NICU cause he was too fat when he was, he was so big for his gestational age. So anyway, he, but he was in there for like three days and three nights and we stayed at the hospital. And I will say it was kind of nice because like Dave and I kind of got a break because we were not, we couldn't have any visitors because of the red tape with COVID. And so Mm -hmm. Dave and I kind of got to chill. Um, but that was really hard because I felt like I didn't really bond with Max immediately like I did with Miles. And so I had to work with my therapist to kind of work through that. And then, of course, we bonded. And like now he's like Velcro to me. Of course. But, um, yeah. When Max, we were home. And then when Max was three weeks old, we found out my company's or my husband's company was being sold to one in Dallas. We were in Austin. And they, they said that they would take just a handful of people and a handful of people would get job offers and the rest would be laid off. And like coming from mainly a single income house household, I mean, yeah, I taught exercise, but like, that's, I mean, that's no money. And, um, I was, we were stressed. I mean, it was like, especially with the newborn and Dave's in oil and gas and the industry was hit hard by COVID. Like they were consolidating, Companies were filing for bankruptcy left and right. Dave also had had friends that were laid off right after the pandemic and still did not even have any interviews, any job offers, like anything. So it was super scary. So for like two months, 
we didn't know what the hell was going to happen. And we've mm-hmm. got a newborn and a toddler, like trying to navigate all that. We're still stuck at home altogether. And so in Dece- the week before Christmas, we did find out Dave was being offered a job and we accepted to move to Dallas. And that was kind of a no brainer. Cause I'm from Dallas. Originally I've been in Austin for 18 years, but like my whole family is still here and we, I really miss them from COVID and all the things. So we started that process of moving here. Mm-hmm. And at first we were looking at homes, like driving up and down 35 with an infant and like a toddler, we oh realized that that was a shit show. We weren't yeah. that anymore. I so we, uh, so the company was going to move us up here, like in temporary housing. So, um, <laughs> the, everybody, if you were in Texas, you remember Snowmageddon, uh, oh, in yes. February. Amy, we literally were set to move the week after Snowmageddon. Miles was supposed to be at home. He, I mean, at school and I was going to pack. He wasn't because it was canceled. Dave's parents could not even make it to our house because the roads were so bad in Austin. So I was like trying to pack with an infant and a toddler and we were like packing the house and then, but we had to pack like what we were taking. We had packers and movers doing the rest. But I mean, total freak out. Like, I mean, and I was like already running on fumes. I was mm-hmm. getting in a really bad place, like energetically, emotionally, mentally, all the, and physically, all the things. So I was not taking care of myself at all. Yeah. Um, and so somehow we made it up here and we lived in a rental in Lakewood, actually not far from me. And so um, we lived in a rental for, for three months and out boxes and bags. We were selling a house in Austin, which I mean, historical real estate market in Austin, like the number one, like real estate market in the country. So I am very grateful. We were able to sell ridiculous high. Like, I mean, it was a joke, like what we got. (laughs) Um, And so, and then Dallas was still blowing up, but like not near, not near Mm -hmm. to the capacity that Austin was. We saw 30 homes here. We had offers in on multiple homes. We're outbid. We were under contract on one that we pulled out of. We, I found this house on Facebook and this is another thing that I really think it was kismet. This is exactly the neighborhood we wanted. It was the street that I wanted. And then all of a sudden I made this random Facebook post, like in this real estate rumors group for our neighborhood. And I had tons of people message me the seller messaged me and told us what she had. I saw it was on this street. I saw the house and I was like, this is our house. I just know it. And she's like, awesome. She said, do you want to come see it tomorrow? And we did. And we went under contract that night, like off market. I mean, that was the way to do it in the real estate market. But like on this, you know, last year, but like nobody was going off market. Nobody would do it. Mm-mm. And you um, have to, because you just got 42 offers every time. You all in cash. Sign in the yard. Yeah. yeah. And so moved into the house and we were under the first round of renovations that we started in the rental, but then the move in date came that we had to get out of the rental. So we were forced to move in here and start living here while it was still being renovated. So that was the first round of renovations that we lived here. And then all the while, like all, while all this was going on, just going into my husband's health stuff, when we were still in Austin, I noticed a lump on his neck that was growing and it's like, it shouldn't be there. And so mm-hmm. he went to the doctor. Um, they did like a son that no, they hadn't done the sonogram yet, but they looked at it and there was kind of some infection back there. So they gave him an antibiotic and said it was infected and it should slowly go down. 
um, but it shouldn't get bigger. Mm-hmm. And so then the pandemic happened. Dave was working from home. So he grew his beard out that like went down his neck. So we couldn't see, I mean, we couldn't see it because he had like longer hair mm-hmm. and a longer beard. And then, so it was like kind of out of sight, out of mind. And we were also really distracted, you know, having a new baby and all the stuff going on with the house and the job, whatever. And, mm-hmm. and, um, after we moved here, he started going back to the office and shaving and it was definitely bigger. And so I told Dave, like, I don't care what else we have going on. Like we need to figure out what's going on. You have something growing on your neck and it's, I'm not a doctor, but that's not right. Mm -hmm. So very long story short over the course of like several months of scans, sonograms, genetic testing. Um, after we, after Dave was diagnosed with this rare genetic condition that causes carotid body tumors, meaning benign tumors that like grow attached to his carotid arteries. Mm. We went, went down to MD Anderson. We found like a specialist, like this guy like gets his jollies on these paragangliomas. And so we found him down there. And so for months, like really starting last August, we had like all these trips back and forth from Dallas to Houston, back and forth, back and forth. And then, so right after the first round of renovations is when we found out exactly what this was and started the trips back and forth to Houston we were planning the removal of the tumor on his right because it's the, it was larger than the size of a baseball and it was wrapping around his entire carotid body structure and then also three cranial nerves. So like kind of a sensitive spot. Yeah. Um, And uh, anyway, the, his planned surgery, we had been planning it for weeks because there were multiple types of specialty surgeons that were going to be involved. The surgery had to be canceled because we all got COVID couldn't go down there because we had COVID. And so we just thought we were rescheduling the surgery. And, um, then they call us and actually say, you know what? Like, I'm kind of glad you got the surgeon called us. And the surgeon told Dave, like, I'm actually kind of glad you got COVID because it made us kind of pause and rethink this. And we think you're too young to do such a risky surgery because the surgeon said, and this is, these are his words. He said, I'm, I'm very confident that the surgery surgery would leave you quote unquote, a drool cripple, like meaning up the face, inability to swallow all the things. So he said, we want to start radiation right away. And the radiation had to be done in Houston. Mm. So he was gone for six weeks doing that. And like, literally he came home March 6th, he was done. And then the leaks and the flood and what we found out that three weeks later on March 27th is when we found them. Oh my gosh. So like literally weeks after he came. It's just kind of been back to back, but, (sighs) but I will say this, like, so, you know, I mentioned that like, I hadn't, you know, been taking care of myself at all. And when we got to Dallas, And I was just kind of like, and Amy and I have talked about this before is like, I was just in that. And I think like a lot of moms, like just kind of put themselves in this martyr position that they Mm -hmm. have to completely lay down any self-care, any dreams or vision that they have, because they have to, they're the, you know, they're the matriarch of the family and they have to take care of everybody else. And that was my mentality. And so when we came into Dallas, I mean, I was literally on fumes. Like, I I don't even think I was on fumes. Like, I was just completely empty inside. I was, I mean, in crazy, crazy survival mode just every single day. And I knew, like, I'm a fitness instructor. Like, I know how much better I feel when I'm moving my body. But, like, I didn't know how or where to start because 
I was being pulled in a thousand different directions every day, like managing being under contract on two homes and renovation, da, 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 da. All the while, like integrating into a new city with two kids. And so my sister, my twin sister has the best tough love for me, even if I don't want to hear it at the time. <laughs> and she said, you know, I don't want to hear it anymore. Cause I was like, I would just bitch and moan, bitch and moan about woe is me, my circumstances, life is happening mm-hmm. to me and this isn't fair and all this stuff. And my sister said, you know what you need to do. You need to just do it. Like, you know how to take care of yourself. You need to make it a priority. And I was like, okay, she's right. And my sister, <laughs> my sister found Beachbody after she became a single mom of an infant. And it was like, I mean, and she had like primary custody. Like, I mean, she had to do something at home. Like she couldn't go to the gym and stuff like that with a, mm-hmm. you know, a three month old. And so she told me to try it and I did. And, you know, long story short now, I've been doing it for, you know, almost a year and a half, I guess. But that's how I found, you know, just me feeling better and, you know, physically started feeling better and more confident in myself. And, you know, kind of, I have a history with eating disorders as well. So just kind of letting go all that perfectionist mindset and like embracing moderation and balance that we teach um, and stuff like that just, I mean, really saved me. And honestly, I think just like Amy and I say, is that the universe has a plan. Like there is a universal plan, but like, I truly believe that me finding that at the time, like prepared me for what we had to go through with Dave and the radiation and me having to solo parent for six weeks. And then, and then, you know, going through this renovation, I, I mean, I really think it prepared me for all of this. Cause had I not found that and had I not started working on myself and prioritizing myself, I, I honestly don't know where I'd be right now with everything, you know, gone through. So I know, I mean, I think, I think you said something so beautiful a little while ago about your sister's tough love, where she just said, you're never going to feel like this. You're going to have to just do it. You're just going to have to, I mean, there's nothing glamorous about, well, Sometimes it's a little bit glamorous starting, but what's really not glamorous is not stopping once you start something. So I love how you say, okay, look, just press play, just press play. And sometimes just put your shoes on, put your, put your tennis shoes on and put your workout clothes on. Even if you don't do anything, at least you are making a habit out of putting on your tennis shoes. And then maybe the next day you'll put on your tennis shoes and you'll press play on a program. And maybe you'll make it five minutes in, but like celebrate those five minutes because five minutes and lacing up your shoes, especially when you're coming from a bad place is amazing. And like celebrate that accomplishment, you know, celebrate that victory. And then, you know, I always tell the ladies in my group to start small because I Mm -hmm. still think, so many women, I think, especially have this perfectionist mindset. I mean, I know me, it took forever to release all that. And I can still yeah. fall into it, like wanting yeah. everything perfect. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But like, I just always tell people like, start simple, start small, like, do not like, yes, have goals by all means. But like, you need to also have, I don't want to say realistic, but you need to have small daily actions aligned with those goals, you know, but also don't overdo it and start with like really little things that like, you know, that you can do every single week. And after you've, after you've mastered those and accomplished those goals, 
celebrate it, Mm -hmm. feel like a badass, and then take that momentum, set some more goals, Mm -hmm. master those goals. And again, feel like a badass, know that that, know that you totally nailed that and you can, you know, continue to bite more off. Right. So, you know, that's how I started is I just was like, I knew I needed to shorten my workouts. I knew I needed something from home and I knew restrictive diets. Like I don't believe in them. I think they're crap. And it's like, they're just not sustainable. And I didn't want to do it either. I'm like, I like my wine. I like my tacos. I like my stuff. I don't want to go without it. And I don't want anybody telling me that like, I should be ashamed that those foods are bad because I don't like to label foods bad. And, And just like Amy said in one of her podcasts, you know, the other week is like, I just was tired of giving a fuck about the rules and restrictions that society places on food. Like you need to eat to feel good, like fuel your body to feel good, but like truly feel good, you know, like fuel your body to perform at its best. Mm -hmm. Um, while also giving your body what it wants sometimes. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes like, I'm sorry, but like if I go to a text message restaurant, I'm going to eat the hell out of some chips and queso and margaritas and I'm not going to feel bad about it. No. And so like, it took me a while to really let go of what I had previously held onto. And then once I found it and once I started feeling so much better, I was like, I have to share this with other women, like moms, especially because I'm just like, do people not know, like, you know, and I think a lot of people judge it because in the name of the company, because it is an MLM and all these things. But like, when I also found out that why it's called Beachbody, so the CEO, just small, small story, the CEO called it Beachbody because he used to be really insecure about his body. So every time he went to the beach, he would wear a shirt. And so when he started his fitness and health journey, he, his goal was just to be confident going to the beach in his bathing suit and taking off his shirt. Like that was his goal and to feel confident walking around whatever he looked like, Mm -hmm. but to feel good. And so once he started feeling that way, that's, that's how the company was created. But, but yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, I just, you know, I really was like, I feel like it's my mission to help moms like, and help women. Cause like, you know, they were also like a really good healthy outlet for me when I was unmedicated. Cause I was still unmedicated. because I was breastfeeding max. I knew I could feel like, I mean, I'm old enough and I've had bipolar long enough that like, I can feel when it comes on and I can, you know, I, I know what I'm more susceptible to and certain triggers for the behavior and the mindset and stuff. So I was like, I need to get out of this. Like I, this is a very destructive thing. I was doing destructive behaviors. And so that, you know, finding all this in the mindset, especially the meditation and the mindset, like really was like kind of like almost natural, you know, medication for me and my brain. Isn't it just fascinating that when you finally get the awareness of what's going on in your life, like I I'm so proud of you that when you have these little bitty kids that you are already doing all this. I wish I would have been doing all this when my kids were little, because there were so many white knuckle at days that I just thought this is my life and this is just how it is. And I was just always stressed out. I was always anxiety ridden. I didn't sleep much. I drank way too much caffeine. I wasn't doing any kind of meditation basically at the very bottom of the to-do list. And I'm just like you, like when I discovered this way of living, which is all self-induced or most of it, I mean, not a lot of yours was not self-induced, but in my case it was, 
I just thought, I want to share this with people. I just want people to know that there is a better way. It does not take as much effort as we think. It just yeah. takes consistency. And that and is the key. And it, I don't want to say it's not hard because I tell everybody this is hard work. If it wasn't hard, everybody would have life nailed down and like yeah. rainbows all day or whatever. <laughs> but it's not hard, but it's so simple. Like it's so yes. simple. Like the things that Amy and I do every day are very, very simple mm-hmm. and it's just routine. Like it's very uncomfortable at first. And I'll even say that it sucks. Like, I mean, yeah. personal growth and development work and meditation, it sucks. Yeah. Um, but I also, I also knew the benefits of it. Like it's no coincidence that the most successful people in life meditate, journal and read more than anybody. Like, I mean, that's yeah. not a coincidence. Like success leaves clues, whether you're an entrepreneur or an athlete, or, you know, you want to be like, you know, uh, like a spiritual guru or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's just really simple. And I think also like going through the stuff that we went with Dave, like he's going to be okay. Like, thank God. But like for months I was worried he was going to die. And I was worried or like his quality of life would be diminished, like after the surgery and stuff like that. And it, and also like being at MD Anderson, it's a ama- it's an amazing facility, but you are forced with, you are faced with mortality. Like every day, there's some very sick people, very sick children around. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that was the biggest driver for me to be the best wife and the best mother I could be, because it's like, you don't know, we're all going to die. And like, and we all have limited number of days. We're all on borrowed time, but like nobody knows the count. And so it's like, that's why like, while we're here and it's like, I still, I still have days where I'm white knuckling it and I'm just Mm -hmm. like dropping F-bombs and I'm just like, you know, (laughs) this is bullshit, like, and stuff like that. But I also like, because of the tools that I have taught myself, I'm able to snap out of it. I don't just live there. Like I used to live there and I used to get stuck there and I would just Mm -hmm. hang out like a wallflower, like sitting on my pity potty. Yep. And like, you know, like my husband's going to be fine. Like, I'm so grateful for that. My kids are healthy. Like seeing all these kids at MD Anderson that were like literally dying. Oh, it's like, can't even imagine. how, How dare I not live my best life? Like it's not doing all of these people it's not honoring them. Like it's not honoring these people. Like I get to move my body. I get to fuel my body. I get to show it love. Yes. Why? I mean, why would I not do that? You know? Oh, that was beautiful. That is so true. You're honoring everyone by taking care of yourself. You're honoring your family by putting yourself first. And I'm not talking about being selfish and like going to get many petties every day. I'm talking about I mean, I started out literally by getting up an hour early and meditating for five minutes. Literally, that's how I started. started. And that's all it took. And then after a few weeks of that, and it became a routine. And then I was like, okay, I'm already up. What can I do next? Oh, maybe I'll move my body a little bit. Now, I tell you, I am not an early morning move my body girl. I know this about myself. I like to do my cozy stuff in the morning. And then once you start trying, you know, and just throwing the spaghetti up against the wall and seeing what sticks, then you start to cultivate your own little practice. Now I've been doing it for so long that I can't imagine living any other way. I cannot imagine not meditating twice a day. 
it blows my mind. It's a process. But it's it's just a tiny little micro baby steps every day. And then I look back on three years ago and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at what I do every day. It's kind of crazy, but I love it. And I look, I love my life so much now because it feels so good. And I'm making myself feel good all throughout the day. Yeah. Even like yesterday, I went to go pick up a prescription and I had no time. Mm. A whole nother thing. You know, somebody has an injury and I had to, anyway, that came out of the blue. So I ran over there. We were having the football team over for dinner. I had to finish baking the lasagna. Um, I had literally five minutes, which, you know, that's poor planning on my part, but whatever. So I run in and they're like, it's going to be another 20 minutes. We haven't done it yet. So I was like, so I took five deep breaths and then I was like, there's a Starbucks, which I never go to Starbucks, but I was like, there's a Starbucks right next door. I'm going to take those 15 minutes. I'm going to walk down to Starbucks. I'm going to get myself a coffee, a delicious, whatever, like treat myself and make, and go sit outside in the sunshine until this is ready. Instead of normally I would stand in Tom Thumb and freak out and like, yeah, hurry, 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 hurry. No, I took it a whole different route. And by the time it was ready, I was chill and happy and had my yummy coffee. And I felt like I treated myself a little bit. It doesn't take much. It just takes a tiny little baby step every day to move the needle forward, to like, move the needle forward, just the tiniest little bit. Yeah. And I like, and I know we're just about done, but I just like want to close with this because that reminded me of, so one of my favorite, like high performance, like mindset guys is Brennan Bouchard. Oh, me too. Yeah. I love him. And, um, I actually won the opportunity. He spoke, he spoke at our company summit in July and it was amazing. And I cried because like, he's just, I mean, you can't listen to him and not just emotionally not like not be affected. Yeah. He has such a gift. Yeah. Yeah. But like I, because I did really well, like the last couple of months, I won an opportunity to be at a call that he did for just to select, you know, people like coaches with the company. And it was yesterday and it was an hour and a half. And yeah, but he said this thing that is so amazing. And I'm going to journal this like every single day. I think we all, no matter how, spiritual you are no matter what how you know amazing you are with your personal growth and development and meditation or whatever we can all think of something in our life going on like right now that we hate or something that's like really really hard mm-hmm. and he said i want you to think of things that you hate right now like whether it's like Ugh, i hate i you know i hate my kids behavior right now or i hate how i work so hard and like i'm not moving forward i hate you know, I hate living in this renovation. I'm just making stuff up because that's what yeah. we're going to do. Or like, I hate that I'm not making any progress with my fitness journey. Mm-hmm. And like with those same phrases, replace hate with love. I love my kids' behavior right now. I love that we're going through this, you know, renovation. I love that I work so hard and no one sees it. Or I love that I work so hard and I'm still standing still. And like, you immediately, it puts you in a place of gratitude and like Mm -hmm. flipping the lens like that. And, um, yeah, I just want like what you just said, like made me think of that. And it's just such a a quick exercise. It's such a quick exercise, but it'll take you out of it like super, super quickly. Yeah. And it's all about like there, I read in a book um, that I'm reading right now by Emma Mumford, it's called positively wealthy. It's like a daily thing. 
And she says, you can either believe in fear or you can believe in love. Both are things that haven't happened yet. Yep. What do you choose? Because you can go all in on either way. There's really just two buttons in the world. There's love and there's fear. And everything, every decision that you make, every thing that happens to you, you can look at it through the lens of love or the lens of fear. And there, neither one has happened yet. So yeah. what are you going to focus on? And that's like what you just said, like just t- change that one little thing, tweak it just a little bit. I love that idea. I'm going to totally do like, that. I mean, tomorrow. with the, the lens of love and fear, because it's like, and I always like to tell people too, like where your focus goes, your energy flows. Uh-huh. So it's like, if you were constantly looking for the negative, which I was like, I, I, all I saw was the negative. Yep. If you're constantly looking for the negative, that will, that is all you're going to find. That's all. Yeah, but if you make yourself look for the positive, that will be a muscle that I mean, it's all muscles that you have to exercise. But like, yep. when you keep start doing that, you will do it so much that like, all you see is the positive, like yep. all you see is the positive, if all you focus on and like, you know, like people, people are like, you know, like they get on me because they think like, I'm almost being like unrealistic. because I'm so positive. But it's like, like toxic positivity. I yeah, hear that. Also, like, first of all, like I'm not always positive. Like I yeah. have moments, but like, also like, why would I be negative? Like what? I mean, why would I live my life that way? Like, why not focus on the positive and like leave everything else that like doesn't serve me? Yeah. It's a waste yeah. of energy. It's yeah. a total waste of energy. And I've seen how much my life has changed in the last three years, just by focusing on love instead of fear, focusing on what, what I want to happen versus what I don't want to happen. Mm -hmm. And I just think, you know, I just want everybody to at least give it a try and just see, even if you just do the tiniest little baby step tomorrow or today, forget tomorrow today. Do one tiny little thing. Literally get up five or 10 minutes early. Like it, like that's literally it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Those five or 10 minutes, like starting your day with purpose and intention and just a little bit of stillness. Yep. I mean, it's shocking how it changes the day because you're not reacting. You don't start your day reacting. Yes. You don't hit the ground running. Exactly. Okay, so will you tell everyone where they can find you? Because oh, sure. I love this conversation and you're just such a light. But let's tell everybody where they can find you so they can come sign up for all your good stuff. So I'm on Instagram. If you go look at Amy, you can also find me there. But it's um, at very.zoe.lewis. Yeah, you can find me there. I have a link in my bio. I'm still honoring like any of Amy's listeners that want to want to join or check it out I'll do $25 cash back but um, I'm doing um, I'm doing a nutrition focused group um, that starts August 10th because I think you know just like Amy and I were talking before we recorded like so many women focus with nutrition and like that is really where not just like weight loss and weight weight management happen is in the kitchen, but I think like really, really fine tuning how you feel, like learning how food fuels you, mm-hmm. how it makes you feel, like how it makes your brain feel, how it affects how you think and function and your gut and all this stuff. So, and then when you start to feel better, 
you know, it's like, it just gives you more, more motivation to like move your body. And then also just when you feel better, you crave things that make you better, make you feel better. You just want more of it. And so I'm doing that in October. Awesome. All right. Well, I will link all of that in the show notes so everybody can find it. And thank you so much. This was such a great conversation. Okay. okay wave. I have to take a boomerang. Oh, okay. <laughs> so after, after the house is done though, you got to come see it. Thank you so much. If you are still here for sticking around, I think we might be new best friends and Also, I know how important and precious your time is, so I can't tell you how much it means to me that you spend it with me. So thank you for that. If you could do me a huge favor and subscribe to the podcast so that you'll never miss an episode. Also, I would love to hear your thoughts. So if you could leave a review, that would mean the world to me and tell me what you'd liked, what you didn't like, what you'd like to hear more of. And that would just help me so much in the future. So thank you so much. For that. Please follow me at Amy Elkman on Instagram and Facebook. And that is spelled A-I-M-E-E-E-L-K-M-A-N. And if you really liked what you heard today and you want to hear more, please join my free Facebook group. It's called the Ace Your Life Facebook group. And it's at Amy Elkman on Facebook. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. I can't wait to talk to you next time. Thanks. Love y'all. Hi y'all. This is Amy Elkman, the host of the Ace Your Life show. And I have a question for you. How do you feel about the home that you're living in right now? Is it too big? Is it too small? Did your kids just go off to college and you're ready to downsize? Or did you just have your first baby and you're busting out of an apartment and you need more space? Do you wish you had a beautiful kitchen that you could entertain in that has a giant island with Carrera marble and it's all white and bright with beautiful light streaming in all the time that makes you actually want to cook. Well, if you want any of these things, I got you. See, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm a realtor and my husband is a remodeler and he's fabulous. And he has three crews that can help you really make any dream come true that you want. So if you want a pool and you don't like your little tiny backyard, I got you. If you want a new kitchen to entertain in, I got you. If you want a gorgeous owner suite bathroom with Carrera marble everywhere that you can have your sexy bath time every night with candles and beautiful music piped in through the speakers, I got you. I can help you with all of that. We are kind of like Chip and JoJo's older siblings but we're cooler and maybe married. I don't know. Is that weird? But anyway, so if you want to move, if you want to fix up the house you're in, if you want to sell the house you're in, just give me a call and I can help you make all your dreams come true. That is our passion. 
And if you're in the Dallas area, we can totally help you. So give me a call.